Hey everyone, welcome to the Games Revealed podcast. This is James. I'm just here to wish you a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, and all the other holidays that are at this time. Um, I hope you have a good month. It's been a great month for us here, and we've really enjoyed giving you guys so much great content this year, and we are excited for the next year. Uh, Just going to let you know that this uh, podcast has one little part in it that's uh, a hard edit because uh, the heater turned on. Just letting you know. So you're not a little surprised at that, but I think you're going to really enjoy this podcast episode and uh, go ahead and have a good one. Revealed podcast brought to you by Bunny Strike Studios. This is James. And I'm Tyson. And this is Shagwa. And we're back in the studio to bring you some great, great feedback on a very, some might say sensitive topic because uh, nothing came out of it that should have <laughs> properly. And what, what was that, Shag? Uh, it was the Game of the Year awards, and I mean, there's some. There were some rightfully deserved awards in there, if we're being honest. But there's some obvious, at least in our eyes, obvious moves that just seem like they were maybe. I don't know. I'll say. I'll just say it. Paid for. Paid for that position. <laughs> so, so we're gonna kind of go through and see what we agree with with the choices and what we disagree with, and what we feel might have been a bit hacky. And we'll just go down the list and kind of go from there. Yeah, give some of our own choices, uh, our feedback, of course. And and full of our bias. Please well, understand. Full I, of our bias. I'm going the corporal route, and I actually think everything they chose was correct. And that, um, you know, there's no foul play here. And what was the reason why why you know that, James, as a corpo? Be- uh, because the money was right? Uh, no comment. Okay. I mean, just making sure. Just making I, it sure was we're a on bunny the same stri- It was a, it was a bunny strike check, but I, I kind of figured it said James on it. I played the fifth. One, two, three, four, five. It was from anonymous, so I, I can't confirm or deny anything. Well, I can tell it's been paid for because uh, leisure suit nowhere in here. And that's some <laughs> bullshit. And they even have a category called, called ongoing. I'm pretty sure that is an ongoing relationship. <laughs> That's true. That game has been on. It's been released for a while. Yeah, it, it counts. It counts. Dang it! Where is it at? So I can guarantee all this bought and paid for by Big Pharma. <laughs> so the source we're using for this one is the Game Awards. Um, yeah. As far as at least my my cohorts here seem to see it is this is kind of the end all be all when it comes to Game Awards. I'm more used to reading through catalogs and um, just websites, so I usually see the 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 reviews based on each website's own opinion of it. Yeah. And that's kind of how we're going to treat this as well, as it's Bunny Strike's opinion and each of our own individual opinions on it. But we feel like this is probably the most um, checked source for who, who won what in the year of 2020. So we're going to be using the Game Awards, and our top top thing we're going to criticize here is the Game of the Year winner. I mean, it, it, it deserves it. <laughs> but, I mean, all, that's, like... IGN and all those other uh, websites do have will have a slightly different, mm-hmm. um, but the Game Awards has always been like one of those ones that's kind of controversial. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like it's always that way, and so you always have a lot of other content creators that are always dishing on it. And this year is just one of those ones that it feels like they kind of deserve to get a little bit uh, flack for. So um, we'll just go through who the nominees were in this one. And then I'll just make a quick comment from what I know about it. So we had a doom eternal final fantasy seven remake ghost of Tsushima, Hades, animal crossing, new horizons, the last of us part two. And honestly, all of those I can totally see as being contenders for this position with the exception of Hades. And I only say that because I haven't played it, haven't really seen it. Don't know anything about it, but I'm going to trust because the rest of the lineup looks great. 
um, that it probably has earned its spot there. But the part that has me confused is how the hell The Last of Us 2 won Game of the Year. Now, I haven't played that one, but I did see the reactions to it, and I've talked with two of my buddies that have played it. Um, But I've played the other three, the Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy Remake, and Ghost of Tsushima. I gave just a little bit of time to Doom Eternal because that's not my jam. Um, Honestly, for me, it should have been Ghost of Tsushima. And I'm actually surprised personally that it wasn't Animal Crossing just because of how well-received that game was. But but if it was me picking Ghost of Tsushima, hands down. I just don't understand this one at all. Yeah. Hmm. It's, I know. It's, it's difficult to talk it about. It's a difficult one. <laughs> it's tricky. There's but... a lot of great things about The Last of Us 2. I'm not saying it doesn't deserve to be on this list, but to actually take the prize, that's where I'm like, what? I do think Ghost of Tsushima is a much better game. I think Animal Crossing is a much better game in the sense of um, it just it got everyone enjoyed it. It yeah. wasn't like controversial. Uh, the Last of Us Part 2 was controversial because... Um, I think, and this is speculative, but I think part of it has to be just the way our main characters were treated felt very, very just not respectful. I know that's a weird way to say it. And they're, they're, the writers can do whatever they want. It just, especially that last part, because I, I played it and beat it, and I think the game deserved a couple of awards because it was fun. Oh, it was beautiful. a fun, beautiful game. Some of the parts were some of the be- like. That's what I get back. When I think of a game of the year, in the sense of, like, when I'm throughout the year, I have a couple, and I always go back to one part of The Last of Us, part two. but if, And I want to go back and replay it, but because of other parts, I don't want to. Yeah. I think when it comes to get game of the year, you have to take those kind of things into consideration is, like, the reception, what went around with it, and the general, general feeling from all sides. And I feel like Ghost of Tsushima, I've never, I didn't hear anybody come up and say, I hate samurais. They killed my forefathers, the Mongols. <laughs> like, you know, except for China. I mean, there's a, there was some controversy. There was that. some controversy, <laughs> but that was China. And we all know China is very rational. And so when it comes to the game of the year, I really feel like it's got to be, again, taken from that outside consideration of how it was received. And I feel like for me, Ghost of Tsushima really brought it in. Because when you go and break down Ghost of Tsushima, not only is it a beautiful game with a lot of historical accuracies and really the due process needed to pay tribute and respect, proper respect to that culture. They did that legwork. They did the the combat inspection where I feel that combat is 100% like on point for what you have to do battling as a samurai with that sword. It ain't button mashing, and you'll die easily with a button mash. And so with that, and then the content, the content and the audio and the feel and the beauty and the, the, the serenity that you feel in between battles in the story, and then you get free legends and content that continues and goes and goes and goes and raids and strikes. It's nuts. To me, that is a game that not only is beautiful and hits all of the categories for game of the year, but then goes, look at all the other stuff that's free that will continue to bring joy for this game and people will continue to come back and play and play and play. And I've heard more people say they've platinumed this game than any other game, you know, and they're not platinumers. And to be to be fair, it is a rather easy game to platinum. But two other things I think should factor into this are one, you definitely want to consider how the game's received, although although all the outside sources about that, but also you don't want to be pressured by them. Yeah. And that includes social pressure for, for whatever reason or financial pressure from whatever big companies put your bill most of the time. 
But on top of that, you also need to kind of pay attention to your own biases. In the end, when you're talking about something that's your favorite, you're, you're going to have your biases there. But just as an example, there should be no question from me that Final Fantasy VII Remake is the game of the year. But that's not the case. And the reason for that is I recognize the things in Ghost of Tsushima that it's doing that is it is a better game. And if I'm being honest, part of the reason that Final Fantasy VII doesn't make the cut as good as it is as a remake is because the original, you, you never remake. beat the original. I mean, you don't the, the movies don't beat the originals, the games don't beat the originals. You can do them, you can pay great homage or homage to them, however you want to say that, um, by doing it justice when you recreate those things. But, I mean, the reason it's impacted people's hearts was that first initial playthrough. And I don't see Last of Us 2 being that. Last of Us 1, for sure, should have won Game of the Year, and I yes. think it did. But it, Last of yeah. Us 2, great game, not Game of the Year. I I do think it deserves to be on the spot, but Ghost of Tsushima is, um, and this is the reason why I think it should have won, because I have two options, you know. If it was off this list, I think it should have won, because it is a masterpiece. It is very original. It's not like it's a remake. It's not like we don't have a game quite like that. Now, I know some people say, oh, it's like Assassin's Creed and stuff like that. It, it, yeah, it could be like it, but it's not. It, it is its own game. You don't dive into a hay bale or a hay stack, that is. <laughs> Hey, Bell might be very painful. <laughs> On oh, my neck. <laughs> but uh, it's, it is very much an original game, in my opinion. Like, we don't have anything else really quite like it. And that's where Last of Us Part 2 was a lot like Last of Us Part 1. It built off of its strengths, which is fine. It's just Ghost of Tsushima all on its own. It did a good job. Yep. And that's why I think it should have. And I, I played a little bit of Hades. Hades is also a really good one, and I know multiple people in the the content maker world kind of stuff. They like YouTubers, that I guess. <laughs> I <should laughs> call them YouTubers and Twitchers, people who are willing to put their opinion out about it. That they really like Hades, they really do. Um, and Doom Eternal, no, it shouldn't have gotten like Game of the Year. It was fun. It was a fun game from mm -hmm. the beginning to the end. It's just, it's like if you want to rock out to metal. And just shoot demons, that's the game for you. Rock out to metal and just get violently motion sick. Play the hell out of that. Yeah. I, don't, I don't get that, but it's fun. <laughs> and I do. Now, <laughs> the consistent message here is that those are all great games. They really are. Like They put together a fantastic list for contenders, but in the actual decision-making, something just is not lining up. Yeah. To me, it feels... And like I said earlier, it feels like someone paid for that position. Someone paid for that award to win to win the big award. I don't know. You just needed to be more than yeah. what Last of Us Two was, or even Doom Eternal for that matter. Like I'm glad it's on the list. It deserves it as much as I despise that game, but it, that it's rightfully there. There's a game missing from this list, and it's the one I would have picked for Game of the Year. <laughs> I know Leisure Suit Larry we mentioned. Yeah, it yeah exactly. It. <laughs> no. Half-Life Alex, and I know, like, and this is the hard one, because I bet you people are going to complain about that, because if you don't have a VR system, like, well, it doesn't deserve to even be up there, because not everyone can play it. No, not everyone can play uh, PlayStation games, you know? Yeah, well, PS5 especially, or Xbox Series X, so, for that matter. <laughs> it comes down to, I know people complain about that VR aspect, but that game, out of all the games that have come out this year, really did um, lift us into, I think, I feel like a new... Into the next gen, almost. Mm -hmm. uh, Cyberpunk kind of did that. We'll get into that someday. Uh, they should have the most buggy game awards, but um, yeah, that's legit. But the, uh, Half Life Alex 
really was its own experience. And I'm a Half-Life fan, though, so I have a hard bias to that. And it is amazing. Well, to add to what James is saying, um, I do believe that Half-Life Alex also sh- should get its share of accolades. But um, based on the reasonings that you were giving for it, I actually think that there's categories that that fits better. Where, to me, Game of the Year, not so much. Impactful, all the other things you said, yes. But I just don't see it being on that list comparatively. I mean, unless it's putting out Doom Eternal. <laughs> but that is my personal bias, and I do believe Doom Eternal earned its spot. I, if I'm being fair, Doom Eternal does earn its spot there. Looks like the next shirt that we're going to have printed is James teleporting behind Shag with the crowbar. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, well, and that's my, uh, of course, personal opinion. Um I think Half-Life Alex didn't get enough praise because it, and it also came out earlier. I feel like games that come out earlier don't do as well. Um, but then again, Last of Us did get it, you know, and a lot of these games actually came out earlier. So, well, and there's more topics for awards to be given for. So oh, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll see if it comes this up. The, here. This is oh, the big yeah. one. This is the big one, but uh, it was a, just mm-hmm. a breathtaking experience to actually have a VR game that really made you feel like you were in a different world. I just don't agree with the game of the game of the year winner. Yep, uh, there was enough in there that made me fault my love of The Last of Us to the point where I didn't want to play Last of Us two. Because while yes, it can be beautiful, and we were having a conversation about this earlier, and this is the last thing I'm going to say on it was uh, you know as like its own standalone game. Like if I were to consider it that, it, yeah, it would be it would be a great game with good story and have its own developments. But it made its game and story based off of. Um, a relationship that I already had and it went in a way that I felt was not in a storytelling mode and that alone, I know a lot of other people in the world feel that way so to me, with that couldn't couldn't be the game of the year just with that much animosity or not animosity, but just the controversy that rides around it, so yeah. for me, game of the year Ghost of Tsushima Ghost of Tsushima and that might be the only one that we all three agree on um, the next one that comes up is best game direction. And I have to read the blurb on this because this, without reading this, I would have no idea how to yeah. engage this. It says awarded for outstanding creative vision, innovation in game direction and design. So here's actually a spot where I do think that James has a very valid point where it probably Half-Life Alex should have won this award. Um, now, I haven't played Last of Us 2. I've only watched people play it and not, honestly not even that much. So I'll leave it to these two who have played it to go more into that. But... To me, it doesn't seem like a whole lot was super different from The Last of Us 1. Mm-mm. So the, where's the innovation in game design there? No the idea. The direction, the art direction, same. It's the same, just improved visuals. Um, Ghost of Tsushima, for sure, as far as like the direction, the in-game direction, I could see that being up for it. But if we're talking like the whole package, like that description claimed, it's got to be... It's, Half-Life Alex. It's got, and I'm with you, Ghost of Tsushima, and I'm going to call it its correct name from here on out, uh, Ghost of Tsunami. Ghost of Tsunami. Is, uh, it did have creative vision. I do believe that, even though it's based off of uh, lore and history and things like that, it definitely went above and beyond with what it delivered um, as far as that creative side goes mm-hmm. for that, that rich history and bringing some of that um, fantasy into it. But you're right, creative vision, innovation, and game direction and design, Half-Life Alex blew me away on that and the last of us i don't see that being no, that the last of us was really weird that this was even nominated mm-hmm. um because well creative vision that is like if it would have been more for like maybe a uh, a very you know a moment that's just very 
memorable. Maybe because there's the you know there's a couple of moments in there, but there's it's just it's very story. It, it should have won like story of the year kind of thing. Yeah, hands down, I think it should have won that, and that's my personal opinion, of course. And just just so we have this on the table as well, the uh, runners up in this category were Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Half Life, Alex, and Last of Us Part Two. Which Last of Us Part Two was the game awards selection for winner. Yeah. Um, but as I'm mentioning this, I do also want to mention if we're talking just the general direction of like how the game looks and the other aspects of it, aside from just innovation, um, I can see Hades making this list for sure. Like it really is an attractive game and interesting design and look to it. Um, and so the direction they chose to go with that game is notable. I think it should be on this list, but as we all said, I think the winner here that hits all of the categories or at least most of them more impactfully is half-life Alex. And really, I think that's all that needs to be said about best game direction. Well, I, I'm also just a super biased, so I, of course I think uh, Half-Life Alex. But um, just the last little bit on this, uh, Final Fantasy VII was like there. It really did take it from, uh, you know, the PlayStation world, the PlayStation One that is, and they did bring it into a new age, mm-hmm. and they did a good job of that. Oh, and they they brought in a whole new way of telling the story. Yep. It brings the characters to life. There's elements that didn't exist in the old one. There's elements that are uh, artistic liberties taken on some elements from the old ones, and I I loved it as and partly because I treated it like it wasn't a, wasn't Final Fantasy VII. I just treated oh, it yeah. like a new game, but I really enjoyed that. Rather than having just this awesome, amazing narrative that impacts me the way that Final Fantasy did and expecting to hit that nostalgia point. No, what this game did was it brought the characters to life and it just, it took a world that I already knew and made it more vivid and new at the same time. So I also think that deserves to be on the list. Yeah. So next up on the list is Best Narrative. Uh, Nominated for this uh, award was 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsunami, Hades, and The Last of Us Part Two. And when I say Ghost of Tsunami, I always mean Ghost of Tsushima. But I can't help myself. I have a problem. <laughs> Here, I don't know if I agree with this. Again, I need to uh, uh, watch or play more of this game rather than watch streams. But again, I just do not agree with it. Uh, but I also, at the same time, think there might be something better than Ghost of Tsushima. For, yeah, for outstanding uh, storytelling, like I was saying... Um, it's very controversial, but I do think The Last of Us Part Two has a very strong story. It, it plays like a movie. That's the that's my thing with Last of Us, even the first one. It's very narrative driven. It's very um, it's movie esque, right? And that's some people do complain about that being like it's not a real game. But The Last of Us Part Two, I do think has a very uh, it's kind of like the cyberpunk where it's a uh, it's a world where you're not supposed to aspire to it. It's supposed to be a cautionary tale. That's what I'm yeah. Thinking. yeah. And I, I can definitely see the points on this one and how it could be selected as a winner. Um, I did play Last of Us 1 and really loved that game. It's one of the reasons I've held off on playing 2 is because I kind of, like, when you've made a game that's that perfect, I almost feel like you don't want to mess with it. So I'm nervous, I'm hesitant to play the second one. But I expect, at a minimum from this game, when I do get around to playing it, that the narrative is awesome, just like it was in the first one. So I can see this um, from the games that I have played because I don't really want to take away from... Um, Last of Us 2 on this because I really have no place to speak there. But from what I have played, for me it would be a toss-up between Final Fantasy VII Remake and Ghost of Tsushima. They both have really great narratives. The changes that were made to Seven, I think, are what give it the the extra boost it needs to be in, in competition with Ghost of Tsushima. Um, and just like the the whole concept of 
changing your fate that was not really existing. I mean, it existed in the old game, but it's really given a new light in this game, the way they approach that topic of we need to alter fate. And it was really cool. Now, unfortunately, 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim, I've never even heard of this game. Yeah. So I can't comment there, and I haven't played Hades. I just know <laughs> it looks cool. So I'm, you know, I'm giving you limited information here, but this one I can see Last of Us being a winner on. I did have a question for you, James. That was actually why I originally started speaking here was, uh, is at any point during The Last of Us Part Two, do they tank the story, say, like they did with uh, Game of Thrones, where they take a great narrative and then just ruin it and murder it and don't even bury the body. I don't, <laughs> I really don't think so. I think the problem is they care. They, they kill off or essentially care off your love, kill off your love for some of the characters. Um, spoiler, yeah. uh, spoiler real quick. You know, Joel does die and gets bashed in early on and how he was, if he would have died by just a shot, I could have been more forgiving of the person who killed him, uh, that's where it gets a little bit more traumatizing. But when you find out about Abby's reasons, then you become a little bit more sympathetic because it's a very gray world. It's not a black and white world. It's very gray. And I think from a story wise, there's we have a I've, I've read books where it has you know cautionary tales or it has stuff like this where it's very, very harsh. And I think it, it, it for me, it's not my favorite story. It's not my favorite story style. But well told. But well so told. For one the thing part. I want to say here, just to, just to separate, is that that actually is good narrative to have that impact as, as bad as it made you feel. Um, I, I treat like character development as a it's it's related to narrative, but it is a separate thing. So yeah. if they killed character development, that doesn't necessarily mean that it had bad narrative. So from what you're telling yeah. me, it actually does sound like it has a really solid narrative. And, but see where I'm where I'm going to bulk on this is uh, that story is dumb as shit. <laughs> and this is why uh, like James said they bashed Joel in pretty pretty early on and gosh dang it isn't he a big feel of the game from the first one he is. and so that, that's a huge thing that's an impactful thing look mm -hmm. what it made you do mm -hmm. it made you go on a war path and then you yeah. find out from Abby's point of view what happened there and I don't give a flying because what was she trying to do what was her dad trying to do to Ellie, kill her. But she didn't. I don't give she a didn't shiz. understand that. She was too young. She didn't know what was going on. And then you actually kind that's of. That's her fault. She so uh, so Abby's justified because she didn't understand that stuff. Well, that's, that's what makes it a that that's, what, that's what makes it a good narrative. It's and complex then, and, and then, in the feelings in a real way. But then they get together, smash up, get a chance to kill each other, and they go. I'm Arya Stark. Bye. No, I'm not going to kill you at all. Bye. That's not We're going to go happens. live our separate lives. It's, Bye. It's very Do rough. Do you want to build times? a snowman? Oh, my gosh. Okay, I bye. just don't see how you get those feelings at the beginning <laughs> yeah. where you are going to... You you literally kill a pregnant lady and all this other nasty shit that you are doing to kill that one person. All of what you've done is now unjustified. And Everything is unjustified. Typically, as a character so development cycle... That's why, cycle, I don't that's like that's why she couldn't without. finish... The, that's why she couldn't finish the job. She killed that pregnant lady. It she made choices and yeah i know i know that's 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 why i think it's a good narrative because it brings so much emotion and i feel like it is real and when they come to get to, uh time to kill each other it is very exhausting exchange and it's interesting so, and i just i just, just think as a character development like typically what you'd see is that she follows through with it 
having learned the information and able to process it after the anger's gone, and then she's wrecked by the guilt of it. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's where that's the misstep I see there. Um, but I, I agree with you. It's layered. It's complex. I don't particularly have any issue with it. Yeah, and like the the only thing is is like I think it's a I think this is actually a category it deserves. My personal pick would have been something more like uh, Ghost of Tsushima or Final Fantasy, actually, because I think Final Fantasy has a good story. I don't know. I agree with that. I, this is another one where I feel like they all earn their spots, but I just don't know who I who I would have picked to win it. Having not played Last of Us, I can't dethrone it. Um, but it's a difficult choice for me between Ghost and Final Fantasy VII. I really don't think I would have had to have had someone intervene on this one and make the call for me. Yeah, I think, it's a toughie. Yeah. It's for shit Now on this next I, one, well, I might... Okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. And I'm probably saying this wrong, but uh, uh, Phasmophobia should have won Best Narrative. There's nothing better than me creating <laughs> my own That's not narrative, hunting. though. Uh, yeah, I'm making that's, my own narrative. That's, envi that's like an ambience and environment, <laughs> man. So this next one, the next category is Best Art Direction. Now, I can see why the one that won did, but I actually, now that I'm looking at the contenders, I think I would probably change my choice if it were me. So our contenders here are Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and The Last of Us Part Two, all of which have really great um, art direction. Uh, the interesting thing with Ghost of Tsushima that makes it hard for me to argue against it is the environments the entire world that you play in. And on top of that, the attention paid to the settings where battles take place, especially key battles. They, uh, the fact that they have that storm that's constantly brewing and it adds it, everything about this game, the wind guide artistically, visually, it just is a beautiful game. But honestly, for me, I might, I might give it to Ori and the will of the wisps. <laughs> I really like those well done kind of, I don't know if this was hand drawn, so to speak, but where you take, you kind of take a gamble by going for a more, it's almost like a kid's storybook with the art that you're doing. And it'll, and in a lot of times when that's implemented, well, it can actually enhance the feeling of that story, the mystery and the, the suspense of disbelief and all that stuff. Um, so for me, I think it might've been that one. Um, Hades also looks really cool, but it's hard to take it away from Ghost of Tsushima because it earns every bit of it. They, yeah, they all look great, but I do think Ghost of Tsushima does win this because it is, it's just, it's a beautiful. And now I kind of see art as separate from like the world because the world can get kind of get kind of weird at times where it breaks a little bit when you're trying to fight someone and you can't see anything. That's obviously <laughs> different. Yeah. Um, but the it feels like you're a samurai. With the art director, and that art director, and that's a big part of that is because of the art, and because of that animation, they put a lot of work into that to make it feel like you are a flowing yep. whirlwind of blades and accurate with the precision of of that blade, not that you're just trying to yeah. deal out and dish out damage. So I think that's what keeps it above the rest there, because it is beautiful. The wind, I mean, you'll be riding through that beautiful field of white flowers, and he'll just reach down and just run Brush his, his hand, hand through, and it yeah. feels like I'm doing it on that horse you know i'm like i'm jin sakai boys yeah! imagine the ps5 upgrade with that particular oh, thing that just that resistance on your trigger yeah. oh my gosh so like just just everything about it and with that animation it really does top it and i'm gonna say the runner up here for me should was last of us it possibly was a winner purely because all of that all of what it goes into for this art direction beautiful yeah the and sound, honestly a side of the same point goes and see this is where i think another category which i don't know if there is one but for atmosphere 
would have gone till. Uh, that's another one I would have given yeah, till Last of Us Part Two. An interesting thing. I would have given that, but not, like art, but not art. I would. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't give art to them. Well, there are some really cool parts where they're in the museum, which is kind of cool. But yeah. I mean, Ghost is just so original. Here's here's what I'll say. I kind of making my judgment on that based off a world that I want to just continually keep looking at. And I do think that Ghost of Tsushima gets there. And I know for a fact that Last of Us 2 does because I've seen it. It's an it incredible, it's, it's dark and dreary, but it, it's beautiful at the same time. There's a but lot to like that. Like if I had to spend time in one of these art worlds, uh, just playing it, playing it, playing it, it's, I still, it's Ori in the Will of the Wisps. Like I just like, <laughs> I just like that visually. I enjoy that. But again, like we're you know we digress here. It's I just difference of opinion at this point. Seen much on that, but those types of games are always beautiful. So well, why I'm, I'm happy to put the kielbasha on this and say uh, it's Ghost of Tsunami. I believe it's the kibosh. No, it's so, the kielbasa. Okay, kielbasa. Well, I'm gonna have some soup later. So what's our next category, James? <laughs> uh, the next category is uh, best score and music for outstanding music, inclusive of score, original song, and or licensed soundtrack. And the contenders are Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Hades, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, The Last of Us Part Two. Imagine now, that, Last of Us Part Two again. It's almost like it hasn't not been included in any part. But if you win the game of the year, how do you not get included in everything, right? It, yeah. And this or, is, you know, let's guarantee that they get an award at least. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's my I'm bias. sorry to be That's so critical, bias. guys, but, like, there are a lot of red flags to point at this, and it's it's not because the game isn't great. There are a lot of things that are great, but there are obvious places that it should have won and obvious places where it shouldn't have won, and that's, that's what's making us be so critical and kind of mocking it so much. I, it's, it's not that it wasn't deserving of a lot of great rewards, yeah. but come the F on. Everything, all the time? Yeah, I agree. And uh, actually, this is one where I think Half-Life Alex should have replaced uh, The Last of Us Part Two because they got a claim for its soundtrack and for its sound design, actually. Mm. It, well, sound design and soundtrack it, are it a is, little different. It is different, but I'm also talking about sound... Uh, but I guess here I am talking about soundtrack. It did get a claim for it, and mm-hmm. I think it actually did get... I think it was better than The Last of Us Part Two on that. The Last of Us Part Two did have an amazing score and music and all that stuff, but it wasn't much different in my opinion than the first one meaning they could have just essentially copied it over and it would have been fine for me one thing i'll point out though that is difficult with last of us 2 is what they're trying to accomplish with that soundtrack is that atmosphere that you were talking about yes that's exactly it's not meant to pop out and to grab your attention it's meant to pull you deeper into the world exactly and honestly like it is fantastic but Oh, I, need, I do need to give credit to one more as well. So we need, did we read all the contenders on this one? Yes, we did. Okay, perfect. So one that doesn't deserve credit because this is a niche category, but the Doom Eternal soundtrack. I am a meathead. I love heavy metal music. I, the, the soundtrack on Doom Eternal is the thing that I like about that game. The very, the one, the one and only thing I like about that game. But I understand why it didn't win because it has limited appeal. Not everyone likes that type of music. I get you, but it, it really is like... If you got rid of the soundtrack for Doom Eternal, it, in my opinion, wouldn't be a game worth playing through all the way. It's a fun game. I probably still would have had fun. I might have still beat it. But the flow they give you, like, it, it builds the atmosphere 
100%. It's true, but one thing I'll also say that is kind of in that same vein is that I I would be willing to bet money that there are people that the soundtrack drove them away because oh, yeah. they just they just can't handle that that type of intensity. They'd yeah. rather go to The Last of Us Part 2 where they get to be a murderer. Yeah. Now, no, I, I get it. I'll say <laughs> one that's missing off of here, and maybe it doesn't technically count because it, it didn't technically come out this year, but it did come out on PlayStation this year, so I think it counts. Hunt Showdown. Yeah, if we're talking like atmosphere creating yeah. music, for sure. And being in the environment and splashing through the swamp and hearing the bushes rustle and yeah. hearing the feet step. Dude, I get so paranoid in that game. Like, they nail it with that. So I feel like they should have at least been on the list for nominations for what they can do. Because they're, they're, com- they're up and comers. I've been following that game for a long time. But it didn't come out this year, though. No, it didn't. But that's why I think it should be on and there. And I do, uh, I do want to point out. like to see on there. Yeah. I do want to point out as well that a large part of that is also the sound design, which is different than the soundtrack. But yes, you are right about the soundtrack. I won't take that away from you. Wait, at all. we have sound design. Yeah, it's a oh, different, shit, it's it's coming a different up. thing. That's the next so, one I'll say. But here's the obvious thing. Now that we've been huh? talking about this. So here's the last thing I'll say about this now that we've been talking about it, though, is that if anyone here disagrees with me, that you will hear the sound of blood gurgling in their throats and this podcast will end abruptly. But the winner of this category deserved it by a long shot. Final Fantasy VII soundtrack is the best soundtrack and will always be. Pick a Final Fantasy game. Like, they dominate on the music scene. It's because they know what the hell they're doing. And this rightfully deserves it. I, great, great contenders, but there was no question who wins this category. I agree with this, too. I, I think it should have won. Well, it's the hard part, because I think Doom Eternal, like my personal choice, Doom Eternal, but Final Fantasy has always had very much an emotional you know, soundtrack for me because you know I played it when I was younger. Yeah. Final Fantasy's soundtrack is the only soundtrack out of any of these that I legitimately listen to <laughs> outside of gaming, when I'm working, when I'm just doing chores. doesn't matter. I like that music so much, I just play it. Um, And on that note, we're going to have some sponsor sell you something, and they probably are going to have some music in their thing. uh, Before (laughs) that, uh, Final Fantasy deserves to win nothing. Well, Ever. While Tyson's choking Chris (laughs) out. (laughs) Got him pressed up against the wall there. Uh, (laughs) Terrible game. Uh, Let's listen to, yes, what Chris said. (laughs) Shagwa. Oh my gosh. They revealed his secret identity. We're going to go ahead and listen to an ad now. And we're back. Here's Uh. an ad for the Game Awards. Uh, The Game Awards. Just give us a lot of money and your game will win an award. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Game Awards. I don't know you that well, but I'm just, I've got, I've got, I've got some concerns from what I'm seeing this year. All I got to say is the next one up is a super exciting who won. It's very much a surprise. Was not expecting this. So next topic up, we've got best audio design. Uh, up for nomination here was Doom Eternal, Half-Life Alex, Ghost of Tsushima, Resident Evil 3, and uh, surprisingly, The Last of Us Part 2. Wow, great audio design. Uh, they do do actually really, yeah, really great audio well design. Uh, so for me, really... Uh, I don't understand how Resident Evil 3 came on here because uh, I feel like definitely there's another game that could have replaced it, but I'm not going to bring it up right now because uh, I have not one to replace it. But Wait, I feel like that's a weird option. Isn't this the one you just brought up? The Hunt, like, very obviously should replace Resident Evil 3 here? Imagine that. I did think of something. <laughs> the Hunt should replace it. I forgot it. should have replaced Final Fantasy in the last one and one, but uh, uh, albeit... Anytime you see Final Fantasy, it should be Hunt, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I always just see the Hunt in there. 
Mm-hmm. Just and it blows really, my mind. It really does have <laughs> great sound design. But no, like re- really for me, Ghost of Tsushima and Last of Us Part Two, it's really a toss up. Honestly, the audio design in both of those games mm-hmm. is incredible. Um, but uh, I feel biased saying Ghost of Tsushima should have won because of my hatred for The Last of Us Part Two. But yeah. it's not a real hatred. It's just a like a. Someday we'll get together, baby. This one I can't oh pick on because I really like how out in nature you actually feel in Ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. The the critter noises, the little golden birds when you pass them by, the wolf uh, laughs or whatever you call the fox. sound a wolf makes. Yeah, the fox. What does the fox uh, And say? even when you hear the Mongolians' uh, armies when they're out on the roads and you're, like, up in the forests and stuff, if you're close enough, you can hear the wagons going and you can hear, like, the chatter, but you can't distinguish it as you get closer um, it becomes more obvious what they're saying and that they're just kind of shooting the breeze. So in its own way, Ghost of Tsushima is fantastic, but it's a hard argument to say against The Last of Us Part Two because that is such a huge part of that game design. And you have to think of it too, like the entire monster system, at least I think they still have the same monsters in this, right? The weird mushroom zombies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mushrooms. So yeah, no, a, they have the same. They such have a, a huge part of this game, even around mechanics, is based on sound. So I don't I don't really feel comfortable trying to dissuade in any way, shape, or form because I know what what went into the sound design for this game. And it is incredible from the patter of the rain to the sound of someone's skull hitting the side of a desk to the creepy shriek <laughs> that the mushroom people give you. The kombucha mushroom people. Not the kombucha. <laughs> like it really, I, I would say Last of Us 2 probably deserves this, but I would say there's some hot contention on this one. It, it would have been close. This is where I think it gets really close because um, the parts that I remember at Last of Us Part 2 are like the storm, the areas where there is a lot of audio to it. But I kind of almost want to put those into atmosphere because... There and it, I guess audio is so core to atmosphere. It's hard to yep. say that. Maybe that's why they don't have a category. But really, like the Last of Us does a really good job of creating really good atmosphere. That's a why good, it's a, a good way to say it is here. We're specifically talking about the sound elements of atmosphere. Yeah, where atmosphere would be a collection of the various things that go in. Yeah, it. exactly. And that's where it gets. That's where it's hard because Ghost of Tsushima, a lot of its audio is. If you took that away, it would almost ruined the game. Mm-hmm. Like so, the, the combat's still worth it, but it's what solidifies it as masterpiece. Oh, yeah. But, I, and the thing is, I agree with their choice for the most part. I th- still think Half-Life Alex should have won, though. Yeah, and I'll, I'll say this. You've mentioned that. I was so that, absorbed in playing that game that I actually can't even recollect the sound, which a lot of times actually means it's really good sound design. So now that we've talked about it, actually, the next time I go in and play it, I want to be paying attention to that as well. That's that's the problem with the VR, I feel like, with some things, is that the audio can be so good and because you're having an immersive experience that you've never really had before that you're going to ignore a couple of things. And Half-Life Alex, because in the sci-fi world of things, like it's hard in sci-fi to make really good audio design, I think. Yeah. And they made it so it sounded almost natural, but then they also did do enough unnatural because there's a couple, there's... Um, I can't remember. There's one zombie that's like blind, and you have to not make noise. But everything will make noise if you knock against something; it falls. It will hear it, and it's like a core part of the game. At certain areas, the audio, and there's a lot of things that make that noise. You have to pull something off a metal bent metal rebar. It can't make a noise, and if it touches, it does a little. You know, it feels realistic. <laughs> <laughs> that's nuts. I like that. Now, I should just say this. Based off of our research when we did our Cyberpunk podcast, Cyberpunk should have been winning this award. 
having now played Cyberpunk, I totally see why it's not on the list. <laughs> yeah, those cars do not sound neat. They do not feel... Okay, this is not the Cyberpunk, but yeah, no. It, I thought for sure it was going to win that one. Yeah, for sure. And I didn't think it was going to win anything because it came out right. Well, yeah. right. It, I think it came out after they probably made the decision. And everything, well, so. I, I, well, I get yeah. that, and but I just bring it, it up there, as a so. shocker because my expectations on that particular aspect of that game were very yeah. high, and they're fine. Like, I've got no issues to talk about, but everything on here... They put work into this, mm-hmm. and it shows. Yep. Uh, and maybe it's just the PS4 version, but I wouldn't imagine that the audio is that different from console to console. The, so for me, it's like Cyberpunk, just as a shocker, yeah. was like, really? Not even, I mean, I understand how late they came out. They wouldn't be on this list, but I honestly wouldn't expect to see them on this list for next year either. Yep, that's well, what they, I was thinking. I, that's a hard one, because I do think they get a couple of things really good in the audio design, but that's a that's a problem. Excuse me. That's the problem. It, it, why why should they be put on the list if they only got a couple of things really well? Yeah. When most of these games, there's very little audio-wise that's just wrong. And very I'll, little. And I'll tell you, when I'm stealth taking down somebody and it sends me glitching through uh, like 50 feet or 50 yards of uh, concrete walls, it doesn't sound like that's what I'm being done I okay. mean, it doesn't sound like I'm phase shifting through walls with another human being. In my personal experience, you know, I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, because I do that all the time, and it is totally a different sound. ABBA comes on. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, anyway, moving on to the next one. Moving on. Best performance. And this is obviously going to PlayStation because it has the best performance. No, that's not yeah. what this is talking about. This is actor performance. <sighs> oh. Best so, performance, cyberpunk. <laughs> oh, wait, they didn't, it wasn't, okay. Johnny Silverhand jamming up on that stage was amazing. No, it, you know, because they're frames per second, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. So anyway, best performance, this is going to uh, individual voice overacting, motion, and or performance capture. Uh, I honestly don't have any issues with the winner here. Uh, Laura Bailey as Abby, uh, but the other nominees were Ashley Johnson as Ellie in The Last of Us Part Two. Uh Daisuke Tsuji as Jin Sakai uh, in Ghost of Tsushima, uh, Logan Cunningham as Hades in Hades, and uh, Naji Jeter as Miles Morales in the Marvel Spider-Man. So, again, what I find weird here, I don't have an, an issue with the winner here. I feel like Laura Bailey nailed it for not only her voice acting, but also the animations, because I watched it. It's very beautiful. Better than Ghost of Tsushima. I'm saying it. Yeah. Why the F is Ashley Johnson as Ellie in this same list? You choose the best out of your effing video game and you send your representative to represent your video game. That I have an issue with. Now, I don't know Tyson's feelings on this personally. Uh, I think Ashley Johnson is a really good voice actress. No, she's great. She did an amazing job. I do agree completely (laughs) with your point, which is this is the type of category where you you should be filtering it by taking the best from each game that has a deserved person to put in there. And then they complete with the compete with the best from other games. You're basically stacking the lineup right here. Mm-hmm. And with two incredible voice actresses, by the way, or actors, I don't know what the PC term is these days, but either way, they're both incredible. Although I will say, I know Laura Bailey's work and she is outstanding and she's outsta- just as outstanding in this as she is in everything. Um, so she does deserve the win. It is odd to see two, Two people listed from the same game there. Uh, I did think Jin, uh, Daisuke Tsuji did a great job as Jin Sakai. Um, I didn't pay attention to the 
facial animations or the mocap so much. Yeah. I was always wearing a mask and, and that big hat. As far as Najee Jeter as Miles Morales goes, that or Jeter, I can't really speak to that as I haven't played that game. Um, I, and this is a bias of mine. I typically don't play games that are coming over from other forms of media, like a book into a game, a comic into a game. I just, I don't know why it's because a lot of it's because I already know what's going on in that world. Mm. And so there's no surprise left for me. It's like, sure, it'll be a fun, like, and it actually does. The Spider-Man game looks amazing. Spider-Man games are usually fun Mm -hmm. and they're the ones I never play. But I love shooting ropes. I I know a lot of Spider-Man, man. So it's like, what are you going to do that's that different? Oh, new bad guy, but one that we're familiar with because you can't just like really bring in new bad guys out of nowhere when it comes to like Marvel franchises. So that's nothing against the the voice actor here. I have, I have no idea how his performance one was because I never had a chance to play the game. If it's the same voice actor that did the movie, then I could see it being incredibly well done. But having not played it, I can't speak to it. So a couple things. Uh, I watched the trailer on the Spider-Man. I was okay. I, I didn't think it was deserving of maybe a game award because I'd, I'd put in that place Half-Life Alex with Alex. I know that's going to be weird. That's obviously a Gordon really Freeman. Gordon Freeman's here. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Nothing better than someone that just shuts up and plays. Here's the Freeman. No, but oh yeah, G Man, like the guy that does G Man. G Man, sure. The the uh, the voice actress that does um, Alex, I actually feel like does a good job with the banter throughout the whole thing. I, that's my personal opinion. I felt like the yeah. voice acting in, but the G Man guy, he hits it so good. Yeah, He's G Man. He incredible. really deserves an award. Um, the surprising one here, I actually want to play more Hades because I never got to um, Logan Cunningham's uh, guy. I'm curious. So you haven't heard it. You want to see have, how I'm it got really on curious because hey, that, that could be re- like it's on here. I bet you it's a good performance. And that so I'm really curious. He has a so sultry voice. I'm like, gonna yeah. I'm gonna say doing? this that I do disagree with James with Alex particularly for the choice from Half Life X, and that's because. While all of the Half-Life games have good voice acting that don't get in the way, you don't really notice it, they all do sound acty, with the exception of G-Man. Yeah. So if I, if I have to give that criticism where Alex does a fine job, but, like, Laura is the character. Like, it, it wouldn't have been even a contest. I, I honestly could, could see that game not even making this list as far as, like, giving a voice actor credit for a performance in a game. G-Man's the only one I could come up with from the Half-Life series that w- should even maybe be on the list. Not to say they did a bad job, but these are excellent performances all around. No, and I, I agree. I, I fully agree. And that's why I only say, like, it should replace the Spider-Man one. In my opinion, this is obviously very opinionated. Um, but I do feel like the new voice actress for Alex did do a good job when it came to banter. Now, is it perfect? Does she might need more experience to, to become better? I think so. But it, it made it me super hopeful for a franchise that I love. But G-Man always has just been... He's, ugh, to do that voice is fairly difficult to make it really sound inhuman, but also at the same time, him being... Well, he's not human, but you know. Yeah. I think we know who James is... Uh... Uh, video game crushes. G-Man. Hello, G-Man. Yeah, G-Man, dude. Oh, talk about atmosphere, too. That guy just staring at you through windows. <laughs> I oh, love yeah. it. Just crack the blinds, and I want to see those cold, dead eyes. <laughs> now, I need to ask you guys, on this next category, I have, I have not played no any of these games. <laughs> I've never played games that are really like these games. So I don't know that I could speak to this in any way, shape, or form with any sense of not only credibility, but, like, bias or any of it like honestly i kind of feel like we should just skip game for impact and just trust that I, the game wards did what they needed to do here i do want to just give a little bit on that 
the the pro social part it seems a little weird for me. Yeah. But uh, once again, I think it's important. I mean, uh, entertainment's meant to you know entertainment, books, all that's driven you know social interaction. Yeah. Action. Well, most games have an element of that too. Exactly. And that's the part. So these seem like where that's the focus. Like that. What was that Viking one you played that was about uh, mental illness? Oh, uh, Leisure Suit Larry wears a Viking hat. Got it, yeah. No. Se- uh, Sejuani's he- uh, Hellblade, Sejuani's yeah. something yeah. or other. So Darn this, it, I love this that This isn't game. a new thing that's come about. No, it's not. Uh, Life is Strange is in this exactly. genre. I just haven't played I've, any of them. I've played, like, I've played Life, Life is Strange. I've played Gone Home. This is one year where I didn't see anything that I really wanted to play, and that's why when I saw this, I'm like, I don't see anything there I even recognize, Yeah. which is probably more of a, a hit on me. I need to go and play these. Or some of these, or at least look into it because I'm. Sh- I like thought provoking, like Soma. Love Soma because it's super thought provoking. Mm-hmm. I like those types of games, um, and it would be it just be it would be interesting. So this that's all I really have to say about this uh, topic. Once gonna, again, no no real opinion. It just makes me think I need to go and maybe play a little bit more of these other games. Yeah, I think uh, we're gonna say. Tell me why is the winner. Yeah, tell me why wins. Tell me why wins. Oh, yeah. That yeah, one with the boat looks cool, though. Uh, it reminds <laughs> me of Fire and Flood that came out a while ago, mm-hmm. and that's what it reminds me of. A similar. That's like the last type of game that I played like this. So, really fun. So, but, there was one called the Old Man Old Man's Journey that looked really interesting, but I believe that's a few years old. Yeah, that one did look pretty good. Yeah, some of those games. Uh, yeah, it's, just, it's a weird. Uh, it's a weird topic. It's a weird topic, but I actually agree the more we talk about it that it should be there. Yeah, it's a niche just, genre, and it does need to be represented. It's just we don't have the, the experience based to exactly. even comment we, we, we on don't it. Even, we, I've never even seen any of those. And games maybe before. one day we'll get there. Yeah, but I like them. The next one is also a very interesting topic or category. This one in our group is controversial. This is horseshit. Uh, best ongoing. Awarded to a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player's experience over time. And the nominees are Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Call of Duty Warzone, Fortnite, No Man's Sky. Damn it. I just changed my mind. It wins. Scrub. You You read the breakdown. And to that breakdown... Jesus, this one wins. I hate I hate you, Game Awards. You make your specific criteria so specific. Well, so here's my issue I should point out. I don't care at all about who won. I agree with the winner as well. I just don't I understand know, this as a topic. Like, yeah, these, games, this is a dumb these topic. games came out forever ago, and of course they're going to be pumping out content. That's the design concept behind them is to milk the transactions and the money for as long as effing possible. Mm-hmm. You might as well just, like... EA needs their own category right here. <laughs> I, but to I me, disagree. this is where I me, hard disagree. Well, and here's part of why I disagree with this, right? Because what happens is over time, you keep hearing about like Fortnite's going to be the one from this list. Oh, You're yeah, going to hear about it for so long that n- despite the fact that they might be putting out the best content over time, they won't talk about it anymore because it won five years in a row. That's why we don't see World of Warcraft or Final Fantasy XIV on this list. They've been talked about for so long, and yet two of the best expansions for those games ever have come out this year. They are raved about, and where are they? Not here, because they talked about them f- five years in a row. Yeah, they need another category with expansions. Yeah, this is just not. Let's see. Here it is again, boys. Mm-hmm. Let me say this. Development of ongoing content that evolves. 
the player experience over time. How could No Man's Sky not win this when it came with fallacy and bullshit? <laughs> and literally it became, became a great game. A great game bringing all of that content over time. How is Ark not in this? How is freaking any of those other games not on this? And one that I would say vies for the title, Monster Hunter Worlds. Yeah, and this is where I think it gets really hard because... I agree. This needs to be. I, well, I, I don't. Yeah, I disagree. I think this needs yeah, to yeah. be a top, or I think it needs to be a category. It needs to be, almost be its own track because it needs its own yeah. track because there's so many games that are in in ongoing development yeah. that it, it's just hard to choose. Like this five is not even close to because Seven Days to Die. I know yeah. people don't like some oh, people here days, don't like yeah. that that much, but it it gives you free content. And it evolves you, I heavily. It seven years ago, and I'm still getting free content. Well, I don't know how long ago, but free content. There's multiple games that are doing ongoing improvements that, and I do think they deserve the recu- um, the recognition of what they're doing because it is really good, and I like that genre. I, I like that it's become a thing. So I'll say, I'll say this again. I don't disagree with the winner at all, but the two qualms I have are one. Uh, why aren't mods included in this list? Because that is ongoing content, Agreed. and Bethesda should be dominating on this scene, mm-hmm. or at least with some of their older games. Like Skyrim, still. But is they don't mods. make their they don't still. make their mods. Though. Who cares? That's exactly my point. Because the other yeah. thing I was going to say is, why is this a category? What this needs to be is a top ten list from people that are excited about this stuff and care. Yeah. It doesn't need to be an official game award. This is a nonsense well, topic to me. I I feel like it could be a, a game award if they represented it with uh, candidates that made sense. I feel like. No Man's Sky, because of the description of what this is, evolves. It's got to evolve, and I think Seven Days to Die, once James mentioned that, 100%. Like, look at all the alphas that have come out version-wise, and what this new alpha brought. It was game-changing, and that's changing just from two years ago that we played it. Yeah. But Apex Legends, I don't see much evolving on that. They just took what Call of Duty was doing and and put some crazy-ass tech spins on it. And the original Destiny PUBG. 2. I'm not the original. Yeah. But. Fortnite, I don't see anything so, really evolving massively in there compared to No Man's Sky. Truly, No Man's Sky evolved yeah. from this piece-of-shit lie to this wonderful, great game that actually has the value that it came back from that. And I, imagine what game could come back from that. Here's one thing, and it comes into cyberpunk. I'm no go for it. It's sometimes you can't release a per, like a, uh, an amazing game, and it becomes amazing because of user feedback. Because this is when I'm in I'm in the software world a lot. Mm-hmm. Like you sometimes have to release and get user feedback to improve it, and it's really hard when you're it's cut off from everyone to try to bring in people to do it because you're not going to get a great. But like with cyberpunk. They're probably going to have a lot of stuff fixed because they're collecting data. Mm-hmm. Every time you have a crash, they'll they'll get a snap of what went wrong, and they're like, "Why yeah. didn't we think of that?" Yeah, they it's want that really shit. it's really hard sometimes. So why, why not change the title of this to "Games That You Should Revisit in 2020"? Sure, because all these games came out forever ago. Like, have the acclaim be games that are now worth mm-hmm. it that weren't worth it on release. Don't have it be best. We're going to see Fortnite for the next freaking seven years. That's like my biggest qualm with this. And it's not because it's Fortnite. It's because that is an issue with this type of a topic. Yeah. You're always going to have yeah. games where the whole plan is like destiny had a 10 year design plan. So for 10 years, does destiny just get to be on this list because it's one of six games that chose to go that route? Well, I mean, it has to be, a, uh, you know, it has to be good content and that's yeah. where, so they won't but always where be. is the good content? There's no man's sky. Yeah, I'm that's, just that's and what, maybe Destiny, maybe Apex Apex Legend, that's, that's so what I said. That's Apex why it just Legends needs better representatives. Did in a this good category. job with some of their um, their Hunt. their releases. 
Call of Duty's done a good job. I, I understand why they're on here, but I agree. Like, it's going to be annoying because they're the top dogs, and they're always well, going to yeah, be on here. yeah, but to me, it doesn't fit the Evolve. Yeah. Hunt Showdown beats all four of these games in Evolve. Not No Man's Sky because, again, it did evolve from hmm. what we got to what it is now. Yeah. I know but Apex these games, has evolved a little it, bit. No, it, it, does have, it does have its own uh, evolution in that game from where it started to where it began, obviously, but is that the best evolution did yeah. it evolve with the content like that? It's small ev uh, evolving content to me. It's just like we're bringing in new outfits for Fortnite and now you can build this thing. But seriously, it's yeah. the same game. So where where other games could have better represented this, we just got this bullshit of what's been going on for a while. But really, No Man's Sky, I came into this with F that game. Yeah. Uh, and I was going to pimp Monster Hunter World hard in its place but now that i read that again and i got evolves out of there content evolving and yeah. then i have to put that on a scale of yeah. how much did it evolve compared to fortnite fortnite evolved nothing it's like a freaking tadpole still no man no man's guy went from that tadpole and now he's this badass viking warrior he's through the primate stage and he's freaking conquering worlds he's a monster in monster hunter that you have to go get parts for for Ex weapons exactly you go to monster hunter world and farm that hero to get the <laughs> shit you need to go further into space so yeah. other games definitely i feel could have represented this category and the way they explained it um, much better than these four here that I'm looking at. Legends, Destiny, Call of Duty, and Fortnite. F that shit. Game of the Wards, did you even try to put together a good list on this? And long story yeah. long, stealing a phrase from my man Tyson over here. Uh, yeah, No Man's Sky wins because that's a category. Okay, It does, and well, it's gone. And, <laughs> and that's the controversy with us is that I actually like this category. because I. But I just I want it to be broken up into its own track. I think yeah. it's getting so big. We have so many games coming out. We need to break things off into tracks almost. Well, like, and represent it correctly. Oops, I, I didn't mean that. Yeah, games worth revisiting, I think, is a much better way to approach that. Yeah. I feel like yeah. it's they just went and looked at numbers. And again, I know numbers do represent popular games, but that doesn't mean it wins an award for being that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like evolving. I, get, no, it's just no, like, I totally get that. I just get, doesn't I totally fit. get that. And I kind of just, I wish there's multiple tracks. I wish there was a AAA, indie. And then ongoing, which is yeah. stuff that's already been released. I actually would like that because yeah. it would make me more happy. It would take like you'd be like a year behind. It'd be like oh. quarterly reports at a at a company. Oh my you'd, gosh. you'd get them. It's like here's the one for January from last January. Here, here it is. Here <laughs> it is. We already got this. This is what Games Revealed is going to do every year. Now we're going to have three tracks. We're going to be the new. It's going to be called thegoodgameawards.com, <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll 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 get the real stuff. So a topic that does not have any controversy on being a subject for Game Awards is Best Indie, because everyone knows that these needs to get even more attention than they already get. And our runners-up in the Best Indie category are Carry On, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, Hades, Spelunky 2, and Spirit Fair. Um, all of which look really cool, none of which I've played, and I've only seen gameplay from Fall Guys, and it seems fun. It's but awesome. I'm going to trust people that have played these games on their award here, and I'm going to say Hades takes it. That, to me, looks like the most interesting one, aside from probably Spirit Fair. Well, I disagree with Hades because I've seen it so much, and I don't know anything about it. So. <laughs> oh <my laughs> it won too many awards. This is, it's won too much. Well, once again, this is a track that needs to be its own thing. It's really... Uh, I actually think it's a little uh, disingenuous to actually have it just be one little area, but Hades was in a ton of the previous really like the best game i think wasn't it was it in the best game yeah, yeah, it, was. It's, yeah it's yeah it's been it, it was basically in so everywhere. it was not really so many times it. and of course i think it hands down wins this category 
Yeah, I, I think this category it. matters because for a, for an indie to compete with best game of the year, mm-hmm. it does need its own category for other indies that were awesome that just can't play on that level. So it's nice to see when one like Hades comes out that just is like, holy crap, this game's amazing. We're gonna put it in other categories, but it does need its own. It does need its own spot. Best indies. Absolutely, it's the big one. Next up, and uh, you're going to notice we're going to be moving quick through these uh, to just to kind of get through the rest of them. So they're not as controversial. Yeah, I they're think. not. Yeah, and they're 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 smaller and less known. So we're just going to get through them just so you know what was uh, nominated and won. Yeah, and they're gross. Yeah, and they're gross. <laughs> we're into best mobile game, which is crazy, becoming a huge thing, and it's nice seeing these more powerful de- devices get out for that mobile gaming because I'm loving it on the Switch. And the more mobile I can be with something, even better. So the one that won here is Among Us. Uh, nominated for this was Call of Duty Mobile, which, again, I've heard was incredible. I'm surprised it didn't win. Um, Genshin Impact, Legends of Runeteria, and Pokemon Cafe Mix. So honestly, because it is mobile, I agree with Among Us. My kids love this on mobile. We have some old phones around the house that, we, uh, uh, that they'll just play it on all the time. They freaking love it. So I'm giving it to it. Among Us wins. A quick fun fact, the mobile game market makes up almost double, I think, what the uh, consoles on PC yeah, on revenue. Just, thank you. I was, it's, it's oh, on revenue or on player base? On player base and how much they make. I actually was looking at like how much they make. It was disgusting. Oh, yeah. I, I believe it from being suckered into a few of those games so, and dropping some dollars. It almost uh, needs to be its own it. track, too. And oh, yeah. I know. I'm going to say everything needs its own track. You get a track. Yeah. You get you a track. Get a track. Everyone gets a track. I will say, I think Among Us does deserve this. I think the other ones probably are amazing games. I'm not a mobile guy. I like Plants vs. Zombies, and that's my mobile game. Yeah. Um, but Among Us makes it so that you can play with other people, and most other people are are uh, going to be able to pick it up, which is, very, I think, very good design, um, and it's not sus. It's a great entry point game, and it's super sus. I think Genshin Impact is a really well fleshed out MMORPG that functions on mobile well, and it's on uh, consoles as well. To me, that all of the things they were able to accomplish with that game, the the amount of effort that went into the development of that game, I don't see how that didn't win. Like, don't get me wrong, Among Us accessible. People like to lie to each other. Great. There are like fifty thousand other versions of this game, and this is the one that got popular. I, I have issues with that. I have issues yep. that it's the one that got picked out of the 50 copycats of it, where Genshin Impact is a developed, good, thought-out game that should, should be winning an award. You should just replace that with Final Fantasy because it looks like Final Fantasy. And then next up is uh, Category, which is one of my favorites, even though I don't touch my VR very much. Uh, best VR in the AR game. Um, uh, and this one... Is an awesome one because it actually won. It was is the only correct one on this whole list. No. <laughs> uh, but finally, no- we get to accuracy. Yeah. So the nominees are Dreams, Half Life, Alex, uh, Marvel's Iron Man VR, Star Wars Squadrons, and The Walking Dead: Saints and Sinners. And uh, of course, Half Life, Alex won. It deserves it because it made VR very like playable in the sense like this is the standard that's going to be the standard for probably next five to ten years until we have things that you, we stick into the stem of our brain or whatever, you know? Yeah. Whatever. It's, it's going to be the standard for a good long while because of you can the way you pick things up is really easy. They made it so that it's super accessible. Um, and I will also mention one other thing. I've heard The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, which I do own. I haven't got to play it yet because I just have too, so much on my plate with uh, other games. Uh, 
that one I've heard really good things about. So it does look interesting. And I will say, having come over and played, because James has been nerding out about VR forever, mm-hmm. uh, and he's always amped to show you the next new game. And honestly, I've I've enjoyed them all. I had a lot of fun with Rick and Morty. But uh, when he was calling me over for Half-Life, I expected basically that same outcome. You know, like, yeah, it's going to be cool, but I'm not going to be blown away. I was blown away, Half-Life Alex. It should have won more awards uh, this year, and I don't dispute this one at all. Nailed it. It's beautiful. Find someone that has the damn headset, play this game, and then steal it from them. And I'm, I'm in full agreement. My position has always been with this type of stuff that I refuse to be an early adopter, mostly because there's rarely any content out. Um, and I'm always hesitant with it because it's 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 the demos. It's what they're showing to people to get them to invest in the product. It's rarely like a game. Um, I was excited to play Half-Life Alex when I came over, but it, I can honestly say this is the only VR game I've played that I consider to be a game that I consider worth buying mm-hmm. and so worth buying that it would be worth buying the VR system for. And that's what I've been waiting for for the five years that VR is supposed to have been a thing. I'm like... You're just now, like, getting to a point where you can actually sell me on the system. Like, the Batman one was neat. Yeah. But that's all they ever are is, like, look at the neat stuff you can do. Beat Saber, like, actually looks fun, but that's, like, a Wii-style game. You know what I mean? Like, you can get that same. You could have that game on the Switch and have just as much fun with it. You're just a little bit more immersed with the headset. Half-Life Alex, you are interacting with the world. There's a narrative. There's a game. There's work that when it, like, it's everything about it's just awesome. It's like going from uh, regular programming to programming a quantum computer. I, I feel like this is similar. It's like going programming uh, something that's not a full 3D world around you. And that's where I think it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's very hard. We have, they almost have to go back to um, square one to just figure out what kind of framework that they need to build these games on. And they nailed it with this one. If they took any gambles, they all paid off 100 to 1. Because Half-Life Alex is beautiful. And then just quickly, the runners-up were Dreams, uh, Marvel's Iron Man VR, Star Wars Squadrons, and then The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, which James had mentioned. Um, okay, so for everything else, there's a couple more that we're going to, I mean, role-play. I mean, the, the obviously the stuff that, um, like, best role-playing, best action, those are important. But um, you can go to the website, thegameawards.com, and you can check out um, all the winners and to be honest, it's nothing really that surprising. It's a lot of Last of Us, a lot of the Final Fantasy, um, a lot of what you'd expect their categories to win. It's not very surprising. We covered most of the stuff, I think, that is a little bit more controversial and what we have problems with. Yeah, and honestly, those subjects just break down to the the games that you like to play, the genres that you're mostly interested in. You, you already know which one your favorite one was. So whether or not it won Game of the Year is irrelevant because you know which one was your favorite. Yeah. We all have our favorites, and in the end... The one that wins game inf- game of the year is the one that's in your heart. But it's always <laughs> fun to, like, this is my favorite. <gasps> they agree. Yeah, I but, feel yeah. like they love me. And the yeah. ones that agree with me are the ones that are right, and the ones that don't are yeah. uh, dead to me. Don't ever talk to me again. Well, and I was genuinely surprised. It seems like, like, full circle, Ghost of Tsushima was the overall winner. Like, if we had to pick one from all the categories that was the best representative in general... Half-Life I didn't Alex. see. I didn't see any disagreement <laughs> that Ghost of Tsushima was. Ghost it. of Tsushima is the uh, my pick is going to be Half-Life Alex, but wow. like the perceived wow. winner should be Ghost of Tsushima. 
can't set that bias aside even for two seconds. I just <laughs> for, so much. All, all, I love Final around, Fantasy, and I even know. I was around, like, I know. <laughs> all around Ghost of Tsushima, everything, the way it immerses you, yep. the beauty, the serenity, the peace, the fighting, the combat, yep. it's all literally perfect. And then they wrapped it all in a bow of here's free content. Oh, yep. and multiplayer. That is tons of free content, like hours upon hours of free content. Beautiful, wonderful game. Last of uh, Last of Us, you can go suck it. You'll be lucky if I play you once. You'll be lucky if you get a ton of repeat players as much as Ghost of Tsunami gets repeat players. Take that to the bank. All I have to leave this with, I did not see G-Man anywhere in the Ghost of Tsushima game. Oh, well, um, and that's a major problem. You played it wrong. I saw him everywhere. I, I <laughs> fully expected to have uh, a certain Irishman as one of the duels, and there could only be one. And that you couldn't get, you couldn't win unless you actually decapitated him. Oh my god! And all gosh. his power flowed out and absorbed into you. Yeah, take that for what you will, sucker punch. Give us Highlander battles. <laughs> that would be such a cool DLC. And actually. lawsuit nailed it. There yeah. can only be one. And Highlander sued us. <laughs> okay, so yeah, no, we agree. Like we don't fully agree with most of these picks. Um, there's obviously some ones uh, that they did. I, we agree with that they did well. We do feel like Ghost of Tsushima was not represented well enough. Um, and personally, or Half-Life, Half-Life Alex. Alex. Uh, mm. But it was still fun to do this. We'll do, we'll try to do this every year. This has a very, been a very fun special, and uh, it's just it's fun to have our opinions on these things. And we everyone does because there's so many games out there that hit people in such different ways, and each one of us has a different play style, and that's mm. and it hits us differently. And it's amazing that we're able to come together for the Ghost of Tsushima one. Um, yeah, truly. almost, almost because Half-Life's just hanging there, and I just see it every <laughs> time I try to say it. But this has been a great podcast, and uh, we're going to end it here, and we'll talk to you guys next time, and have a good one. Enjoy those games. Yep, and guys, uh, as we grow, we'll be able to play more of these games and be able to give better input on the next time we do this. So tell your friends about us, and this is Shagwa. For every listener, a game is played. Okay, peace out, guys. Later. Hey, everyone. This is James here, just here to promote some awesome merch. You can check out one of our best items, which is the bunny bitten hat at shop.bunnystrike.com. Or you can uh, find a link on our website at gamesrevealed.com. You can also check out quizzes, articles, and additional podcasts there. And you can also add to the discussion. So if you have something to add about, the, let's say, the podcast, whether you liked it, didn't like it, or what your thoughts on the game are, please go there and just make a comment. We love, definitely love positive feedback. But if you have some constructive feedback, please leave it. Uh, You can find links also in the description of the podcast. So what are you waiting for? Get going to one of the best up-and-coming websites that has new features every week. Okay, catch you guys later.